Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the big show, the Lord. Always got to give the good pause. Nelson, that is. Yes, indeed. From the show Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment. And ladies and gentlemen, you see these two handsome young men right here. We're going to have a good time and a good conversation and talk about their amazing band and what they're doing. New video out unbelievable just handling their business man we're gonna have a great time so if they don't mind i'd like to you know speak uh you know uh big them up a little bit and talk about who i believe they are from listening to their their music so uh ladies and gentlemen i have been blessed once again to have a conversation with an amazing band that brings an incredible classic rock and roll sound with dope throwback visuals that captures your attention and opens your minds completely Listening to them made me feel like I stepped back in time <laughs> to my early childhood. These talented musicians are truly gifted and sing and play their instruments with pure passion, complimenting their love for performing. And I am excited to chop it up with them. Yes, indeed. <laughs> to learn more about their personalities behind the music. So without further ado, the Live and Loud with the Lord show presents to you Lawrence Barrage, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Lord. Can I run? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, who do we have here with us? Uh, my name's Collier. I play guitar in the band. Uh, Blake, Blake Rochester. I'm on bass. On bass, yes, indeed. I just want, you know, I was going to say, I was going to do it all, but I'd rather you guys do it. It just sounds so much more official and loving and beautiful, so... <laughs> And so, the first question I like to ask everybody is, where are you guys from? Um, we are based in Sydney, Australia. Sydney, yeah. We're um we're sort of from all over Sydney. I think when we first got together, Collier was living in the Blue Mountains, so that's uh, a bit beyond an hour outside of the city. Beautiful place. Um, myself and the drummer were kind of spread out between Sydney and the mountains. Um, yeah, the the outer west area we call it, kind of near the base of the Blue Mountains, but uh, we've all congregated together now in the city, in the big smoke. <laughs> the big smoke. Okay, so two things you just said. Tell me about the, the Blue Mountains. Why do they call it the Blue Mountains? Um, well, the Blue Mountains are actually like, if you look at them from a distance, they look blue. Okay. It's because of like, um, it's because of the, the stuff from the trees makes the light look blue. But yeah, it's just called the Blue Mountains. They're just mountains. But they're um, <laughs> like, they're about, they're about an hour and a half, like 
uh, west of the central Sydney area. Mm-hmm. So I, I lived there for a couple of years. Before that, I was originally from further away in a different state. Um, but when we met, that's where I was living. And Blake was living there not too far away, right at the bottom of the mountains. Okay. And so you said the big smoke also. What, what's, what does that mean, the big smoke? Sydney, the big, the big town, the you know, the flashing lights, the city. <laughs> See, I might have to use that, man. It's the big smoke. I might have to start calling myself that. I'm the big smoke. I like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the big smoke. I isn't, like that American, it. isn't that an American term? <laughs> isn't that in the Great Gatsby or something like that? Big smoke. Or, no? <laughs> it, it might be. You know, that's that's from back in the day. It might be. I have to go check it out. But I mean, <laughs> it would just fit the big guy. You know, I have a great tan. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm a, and I'm yeah. a big dude, so the big smoke might work for me. <laughs> so what's the I best thing? What's you the, just need some more flashing lights. <laughs> I didn't want to turn those on, man. I can't go to me. Uh. <laughs> so, so what's the best thing about being in Sydney and living in Sydney? Sydney's I I can't leave Sydney because I love the beaches, man. I love uh, you know, we've got a beautiful coastline along here, but right. I think we all came here just because this is where most of the opportunity is, really. Like mm. there's it's just so much more concentrated, so many more venues, so many other more artists trying to do original things. Um right. there's a massive there's quite a big culture, like I imagine it would possibly be anywhere, but quite a large culture of like cover cover artists, cover bands and all these types of things in the more regional areas. But I think somewhere like the city appreciates original art a little bit more. Okay, love, love, love. So now I have to ask about the birds, man. That's awesome, man. It's just the ambiance. What's the birds flying around? You got birds. What's going on? <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the park near our house. We, are, we don't get very good internet connection in our apartment, so we had to get out. We thought maybe it might might bring a bit more of an Australian element with the man. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Indeed, indeed. So when I think of Australia, I, I, I picture the native aboriginals, the Gold Coast, yep. sharks, of course, kangaroos, crocodile, Dundee, you know. But most of all, you know, Steve, <laughs> Steve Irwin, you know, the crocodile hunter, you know. So what should Australia truly be known for in your, in your opinion? Oh damn! Um, look, honestly, I mean, you, you talked about the nature. I think I think Australia has pretty incredible biodiversity. I think Australia is really, really good place to visit nature. Like I, like I was saying, like I lived in the Blue Mountains. Mm-hmm. That is like an incredible place. It's so beautiful. Um, there is yeah, there's just a lot of nature. Like we're we're living like really close to the city right now, but. There's like green greenery everywhere. You know, there's like trees and stuff around here and like on the street, wherever you go. So that, I think that kind of separates like Sydney as a city from other cities in the world, maybe. Um, I don't know. Australia is like a very, it's a very lucky, wealthy, um, peaceful sort of place. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 you'd, be lucky, you'd be lucky to be born here. I think you're in a uh. position of privilege if you're born in Australia. Awesome, man. I love that. I love that. I know that when I was with Stuck Bojo, I thought that that we were going there for a moment. It fell through, but I wanted to go. You know, we're going to go and go to Sydney and a few other places and perform. We didn't get to do it. You know, they had been there before with five. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I definitely wanted to do it. You know, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. It's it's such a large, large place as well. You know, like the next the next major city, like to get to the nearest state, not including the Capital Territory, is like 
eight hour drive for us wow. to wow. get to the border. Wow. Seven or eight hours. Yeah, it's 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 a big place. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, it is a continent, you know, and when you say states, you know, I, I'm thinking just like, you you know, we're in the states. And so we travel also from state to state different from Europe because Europe, you know, country to country, everything is so compacted and you can get from here to there really quickly. But when you say like yeah. those eight hours and stuff like that, wow, man, unbelievable. So what's the Australian music scene like where you're from in Sydney? Um. I think, yeah, like Blake said, there's like, there's a lot of cover, there's a lot of cover music, like there's a lot of cover bands right? Um, and that's probably where most of the money is. So we don't really play covers, so that's, you know, not our scene. Uh, there's a lot of like indie music. I don't know exactly if indie music's the same in America um, or like anywhere else in the world, but um, I don't know, how would you describe indie music? It's like, it's like I think in Australia it's somewhere... It's it's like a surf. It's like an evolution of surf, but kind of with like a punk punk attitude about it. I think people like don't. It's yeah, it's sort of like that. They sort of just don't give a damn. They're not. They're just like playing. There's a lot of a uh, lot of Fender Jags, a lot of reverbs, a lot of big strumming chords, and um, pretty to the point in your face vocals. I think is probably indie music. Yeah. Here. I there's, think that's yeah. Probably. There's not a big space that we've really found that we fit in with the with the classic rock. Right, 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 right. Indeed. Wow, wow. Well, you know, when you say that, like cover bands, we have a a whole lot of cover bands here. Also, there's a lot of yeah, cover sure. bands, and because you know how the music scene is, that's how a lot of people are making money. They're going out there because people yeah. like to sing the old stuff and do those. But but it's like you guys are like the best of both worlds. You know, you're you're new and up to date and fresh with it, but yet still you're doing that music that is so classic that people love. I, you know, honestly, I, of course, I'm older. You know, I mean, I'm crazy handsome. I look young, but I'm way older. But it's like, <laughs> you know, I grew up on a lot. When I was a young child, I, I heard that music a lot, a whole lot. And so, it, you know, just hearing you guys play it in that vibe and I'm just sitting there like, man, I'm telling you, man, it's like a time machine to me. I'm just like, wow. Okay, this is cool, man. They really have got their thing. It's it, it's it's yeah. Good. Look, that's what we're aiming for, but just in a you know, like you said, in in an authentic way, in a, an original enough way that it doesn't seem like we're just stealing songs or stealing anything. We're just trying to. Uh, it's an inspiration. Indeed, and, and listen, you could tell the inspiration that you guys are doing a great job with the man. So I applaud you most definitely. So so, what's the best venue to perform in in your city? Oh, I thought about this question. I thought you? about what we lost. Yeah, there was there. Were, Blake's talking about a venue that that, um, that shut down last year called Frankie's Pizza. It was around for about a year, uh, ten years. Sorry, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it was like it's just a free rock and roll venue, and it's pretty much the only um, like really happening uh, like dedicated rock and roll venue in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like underground. Um, it was right in the CBD. Yeah, right in the middle of the city, um, where m like most most music venues in Sydney um, that are like live music as opposed to like raves or DJs or something are like a little bit out of the city, like not right in the middle. Um, and that was like pretty much the only one that was right in the middle, and it would be busy like pretty much every day of the week. Um, but they're building a um, like a underground metro now, right. like a Sydney doesn't have an underground metro they're building one okay um and and so then they um they had to demolish it so that so that that venue's gone and there there's a couple of others like 
in surrounding areas um, that are like similar vibe, but there aren't any really, there aren't any venues quite like that one, I don't think, for, for our kind of music or like kind of for rock music in general. I don't right. think, yeah, there's another one. I, I don't know what, I ahead, think I'm sorry. Some other good venues around the city that we have played and we, you know, like to play, there's uh, something like the Oxford Art Factory. It's a space with like two rooms, a smaller room and a larger room. I think about smaller rooms, 150 cap, larger rooms, maybe about four or 500, I think. Mm-hmm. There's like the Lansdowne. It's like a pub, just you know, with an upstairs dedicated band room. Right. Um, they used to run nights called Graveyard Shift. So Sydney, Sydney doesn't have much life beyond midnight. But uh, I remember when I started going out maybe five years ago, they used to have an event they called the Graveyard Shift. So that would be a uh, they would have the uh, ticketed you know dedicated bands upstairs, and then once they finished at about midnight, they would start bands downstairs starting at 12.30 and going through till 4 or 5 a.m. Mm. Um, that was really the only place doing something like that. Um, there's the Vanguard. It's a great little room, kind of like a theatre It's got a mezzanine floor, really great spot to watch. Um, yeah, and then there's like there's a lot of smaller spaces um, spread out in the inner west. Right, indeed. So, a lot of, yeah. so you guys do have places to play if you need to play and – and and you know how how often are you yeah. guys, how, how often are you guys out there doing your thing? It's it's slowed down. We are you know in the first couple of years we were playing as much as we could. It was nearly every weekend. Um, right. But we've started to establish ourselves now. Oh, the weather's picking up here. Man. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we smashed it for a couple of years, but now we're starting to get. We've established ourselves a little bit. We're trying to to play less less gigs kind of more important gigs ticketed larger shows better production those sorts of things right 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 indeed indeed well so is large mirage both of your you know your first bands or have you played in previous bands um we've we've both played in in other bands um i actually met blake we actually met through a band through his old band Mm -hmm. which is a band called the moonshakes they were sort of like really uh, kind of a similar vibe, but like a bigger band. So they were, it was like sometimes like a seven piece Ooh, um, really? with like Hammond organ and like percussion and stuff. <laughs> and it was like, it was, it was pretty reminiscent of like Santana, like late sixties, early seventies sort of yeah. Santana. Yeah. Um, and that's how I met Blake. Uh, like we, 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 like we, we had mutual friends and stuff and he asked me if I wanted to come as like a second, uh, like a second guitarist in the band. Um, and so, yeah, I, I joined that and, um, I had, I had a band, um, before this one called KTB and we were doing similar sort of thing, um, but with a couple of sort of older guys. Um, and I was just, I was just trying to get band like a, a band where I could, uh, like have my songs, like, and everyone would you know, sort of make the songs sound good, really. Right, right. Um, and so I, I played with a fair few people and had so, had sort of bands go in and out. Like I, I had a period where I was doing a lot of that um, until until Blake and I sort of started working together. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so who's the architect of Large Mirage? And so it's going, going yeah. <laughs> I'm the architect. 
I think uh, Collier had, you know, most of our catalogue we're playing now and we have been playing the whole time Collier already had written. It was okay. it was it was cocked and loaded when we when we got on board. So 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 what are the advantages and disadvantages, if any, of being in a because you guys are you guys a three piece? You're a three piece, right? So 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 what's the advantage? Um we've been a we've been a three piece yeah. for like you know for a number of years. Mm-hmm. We've recently started working with a singer right. called um Malia. Right. Um, she's a really cool singer. Like, she is, she is. same vibe, like late late '60s sort of, um, kind of like a, a bit of a sort of soul singer. So we've been working with her her recently, but yeah, for like the for the most part, for like yeah, to get where we've gone now, we've been we've been in a three piece as a three piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so once again, are is any disadvantages to that or bringing in that other person? Does it feel better to you, or is it easier? Or uh, no, I think. From a production mindset, you know, we, we've, we've been doing all of our tracks ourselves um, pretty much. We've been recording them all. We've had some people mixing and things as such, you know, okay. some other variables. But for the most part, we've been recording and mixing. Um, and there's a lot of grand ideas we have. And I think sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to get that across in a live sense when we've, we've built such a grand production for a track. To be able uh, to try and keep that essence when we yeah. perform live as three years has been... Yeah, I think that's been. I don't know if it's a disadvantage, but a challenge would be the word. Yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe you guys just have to, you know, have some hired guns out there when you get out there, you know, because you there's all kinds of session players that just come out there to tour with you to do those kind of things, and you know, yeah, you a, yeah, you guys got a great sound though. So you know, you know, from taking it from what you're doing to putting it on stage, I don't know how difficult that is, but of course, there's always ways to do all those things like this. So, you know. <laughs> I, I cut you off, Coy. What yeah. were you say? What were you say? Oh no no! I was I was just gonna say like um you know we we start we sort of started off more as like um you know because our influences are like those late sixties bands like you know Hendrix and Cream and the Who and Led Zeppelin and stuff right. and they're all fundamentally three piece bands mm-hmm. you know bass okay. drums and guitar right and so right. like now you know over the, over over time we've you know become a lot more savvy to um the concepts. Of, of bigger productions and we've become more ambitious about our sound and everything but originally we started off like a lot more with that sort of that fundamental rock and roll sound which is it really works in a three-piece environment especially like if we have um sort of like improvisational sections and stuff mm-hmm. which you know we when we we're playing live we used to like improvise too long imp- improvisational um parts um so like that really works because you know we're all the kind of people who like, you know, we want to play, you know, want to play big solos and stuff. And we're sort of like, we've been playing with, like, we're all into the same music. So we, so we kind of get what's coming next, awesome. you know? So we like that, that is definitely an advantage to being in a three piece. Um, because yeah, if we had, if we had other instruments, it, it would be like harder to have those, those sort of improvisational things. Um, but yeah, but also, also like you mentioned having higher, hiring session musicians <laughs> we'd love to but um yeah i don't know i don't know exactly where they are around here if i'm honest <laughs> really <laughs> wow yeah and we gotta we gotta pay them as well and i don't yes, know indeed. Money yes indeed yes indeed of course either. <laughs> it's, it, listen it's, it's a different world out there right now you know i i just yeah. got a, some money uh, put into my account i was just like wow <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but hey, I'm thankful. I'm yeah. thankful. But hey, man, it's something else. Yeah. So, so Large Mirage has a throwback sound and look. Were you inspired by a certain era of music? And if so, was this music your what your parents listened to? We already kind of talked about it, but did your parents listen to this music? Um, yeah, so like I was saying, like it's just that Large Mirage itself is is mainly that late 60s, early 70s right. um thing. So like I said, like Hendrix, Cream, The Who, Led Zeppelin, Free, Deep Purple. Um, that's like, you know, I'm like a like a rock guitarist, like a blues rock guitarist. Right. Blake is very much the same, you know, he plays bass now. Mm-hmm. Daniel our drummer is is hugely Led Zeppelin inspired. Ah. Um <laughs> I I grew up I grew up listening to 60s music. Like that's what my dad listened to and he got me into music originally. Gotcha. Um not not just like late 60s rock and roll music, like pop music, 60s, 70s, like 50s music. Like I'm I grew up with with like all of that sort of stuff. Basically, anything from before the nineteen eighties. That's that's. <laughs> I know. I know all that. <laughs> you know. Um, and like, so my personal love for music started started from there. Wow. And for Blake, I I think uh, my my timeline of music growing up, I think, was probably the uh, what preceded that I think pretty much mid 70s onwards was the kind of stuff my my dad would listen to and play um things like the ZZ top through to like 90s 90s rock he he has his country music he enjoys Um, so it was never really it was never really this kind of 60s like classic rock that I'm playing now I think I just kind of came to that myself it's a bit of a coming of age thing maybe you know towards the 18 year old sort of mark, I started to define this stuff and realize what, what it actually was and much I enjoyed it. No, it's, it's great music, man. You know, it'd be, you talk about the sixties and seventies, just, I don't know. I, I, me, I'm a very visual person. I, I I'm an emotional person. And so the music does something to me when I hear certain things, I just like to zone out and I'm gone. You know, I don't even have to be around anybody. It's just the music just does something to me and I'm so appreciative of it and once again I think you guys are there. So so do you guys listen to any other genre now? I know what you do, but is there any other genre that you listen to? Uh, I think um there's quite a bit. I mean, good music is good music to me, man. I yes. like I've, I've, had my, I've had my phase of like uh <laughs> you know, things like the Zamrock era. Uh, like always listening to jazz is always something that's like going to be impressive. Like I'm sure most musicians enjoy that. Yeah. I like some country, like some Southern blues, you know, like Allman brothers, um, <laughs> <Marshall Packers, laughs> yes. all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm into that. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't go too, too far on the heavy side. Something like black Sabbath would probably be about as far as I go with the heavier, <laughs> heavier rock that, uh, yeah, I don't, it's about that for me, I think. Okay. I think I think Blake and I together have sort of Blake Blake got me onto funk a lot more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um I think I think that's that's something that I think we've together sort of developed a lot more of an appreciation for. I mean funk is like well, like it just feels good, right? Right. And so it's like yeah, it's 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 I feel like it's it's the it's it's the ultimate in like in feel, in like percussive, like rhythmic feel. I think funk music. Yeah. So and funk music, you know, translates into hip hop music and stuff. Yeah. So like obviously that that's not our primary genre. But right. I, I would definitely listen to a lot of that sort of stuff if there's 
if there's vibes to be had, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Blake, just like you said, if it's, I tell everybody, I'm not a genre snob. So if it's good, it's good. It's just really that yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. If it's hot, it's hot. I don't care what genre it is. I love country music, pop music. I can listen to some classical music. I, listen, I, I tell everybody, I always say it. My, my kids and my wife, they always look at me like, man, what is wrong with this dude? But I will just, man, my playlist, man, could come from anywhere. It's just what I'm feeling at the moment. I just love music, man. I yeah, just like yeah. ride, ride the wave of what it is, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you organize your playlists with such feelings or is it just a big open slather? Now, and listen. So I have certain playlists for certain times. So I have my rock playlist. I have my classical uh, playlist. You know, I have my hip hop playlist. I have my R&B playlist. I have my ladies only playlist, you know, where it's just like I want to hear those good songs that those ladies sing. So I just love music, man. I'm just telling you, yes, I kind of separate them. And then there's certain ones that I just have a, 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 a I, I don't know what the word you use, but I, I believe it's just all together. <laughs> of you know of songs yeah, so, yeah. yeah yeah so yes indeed man I, I i definitely do so now here's here's a real question for you i said i wasn't gonna ask you guys any crazy question but this is a real question right here you guys prepared for it <laughs> so who is your stylist who styles you guys man because it's so with the error i mean it's so there so who's styling you and where are you getting these clothes from man they're vintage clothes man what are we doing man it's love <laughs> It's awesome. Um, we do, man. Yeah, I dress yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. No, there's, no, man. Like you know, I you know when I when I was in high school, man, I had short hair and like I was wearing shorts and t-shirts. So like you know, I definitely Blake was the same yeah. thing. So like, <laughs> um, no, we taught ourselves. You know, <laughs> we taught ourselves to look okay. The videos. I think it's beautiful that uh, so much footage. Exists from that time period, right? We're able to see it. Yeah. Oh no, that's, that's so. So you guys do it yourself. No, you guys are the stylists, man. I I love it, man. But once again, you're doing it very well because it it really complements the music perfectly. And Thank I mean, you. Perfectly. Well, that's why we we do it all start to finish ourselves, man. Yes. We play the instruments, we record them, we mix the tracks, and we dress ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. We don't have the cash, man. No, <laughs> like, listen, you know, I, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I really understand that, man. Listen, as, as musicians, we all understand that. I don't care if you're the richest person to the, the person who does. You understand that part right there. You really do. So, is your set choreographed, or do you just hit that stage and? And, and and play your great music. You kind of touched on it. You kind of said that you guys just get out there and do your thing, man. So is it choreographed well, or do you, do you just do your thing? Look, you know, like we've been a band for like three years, right? Mm -hmm. And like we were saying, we played we played a lot of shows like the first couple of years, barring lockdown period, which right. we had a pretty bad lockdown here. Mm -hmm. Um Pretty much we had a bunch of songs, probably like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. I don't know, maybe even two hours, like at some wow. point, worth of material. Yes. Um, and, yeah, often at times we're, we'd be guilty of turning up and just uh, quickly writing down a set on stage. Um, <laughs> you know, just depending on... Just depending on the on the feel of the venue, right. a lot of the times you know we turn up and we don't know what like we don't know what we're expecting. We don't know what the crowd's like. Got you. you know, we don't even know how many people are going to be there or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of just yeah used to vibe it a lot. Now we're a lot more well not a lot more, but we're prepared more now. Okay. You know, working working with an extra member and 
um, doing more selective uh, gigs where we're, you know, ticketed and stuff. We think the crowd definitely deserves some kind of um, maybe maybe a little bit more preparation than what we used to do. I got you, but if it, if it's if it's an organic thing and it works, then it works. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think when you use the word choreographed as well, I think that's something that's actually started to come into our set after watching some. Um, Collier brought up some good videos of ZZ Top, and we realized right. that, that, that that stuff's cool. You know, when the when they're moving, when they're moving in unison, it kind of brings brings the whole image together a little bit. So there's gotcha. some parts in songs where we've just got a small choreographed movement that sort of brings awesome. it all together a bit. No, no, no. I feel you. I feel. I always say that. Uh, I just remember Quincy Jones saying something that was just it. It just really resonated with me. He was like, "You just take." 10 things he said you find 10 of the best groups that you love people that you listen to and he said take one thing from each of them and when you take that one thing from each of them then you'll have your own unique style of what you do and i was just like wow you know because we do all listen to all these different kind of musics and everything you know and and we're influenced and inspired by by different artists so you just grab a little bit i know i've done it so you know there's certain things you know i get on stage i'm like i'm using that you know yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think if Quincy Jones has said that, I think he's a person with a license to say that. I think oh, he's God. created a lot of things. So if he can say that we can steal, I think we're allowed. Indeed, exactly. Exactly. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Yes, indeed. So, what is your favorite guitar to play, and what guitar builder do you feel is the best of all time? Yeah, I'm putting you oh. on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. I, I, know, I, like... I, I know a few of the guitar, you know, builders here, so I, you know, I'm asking. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a bit of. I'm look, I'm. I'm I don't own many guitars. Uh-huh. Like, um, I own a couple. Right. I own a Gibson. Uh-huh. I own a Fender. Right. Um, I I play a Gibson SG mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I have like an old guitar which I, I think I think sounds really nice. It has like a uh like a really authentic vintage quality to it. Mm-hmm. So I use that. I use that a lot. Um, I'll, I do like a Gibson tone, you know, like bigger pickups, fatter, fatter sound, but also with a Fender guitar, I mean, look, there's different models and stuff. I mean, yeah. I own a Strat, like, you know, like everyone does. Um, I don't know. There's something about that too, like, especially if I'm going for something cleaner, like, right. you know, in, in recording or something. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really a gear snob or anything. I just sort of, yeah, I just, I just like to use what, what I think is going to sound best really. Indeed, indeed. What about you, young man? Uh, look, I'm the same. I haven't had the opportunity to play a whole bunch and I've only sort of been on bass for this, um, for this group. I mean, when I was playing guitar with the Moonshakes, I, uh, I just strapped for a while. American Standard Strat was really into put some um put some handwound pickups in it and thought it was the shit. Um, <laughs> and I played a an Epiphone uh like their three three five uh, Sheraton hollow body. I love that thing. I thought I had uh the best of both worlds there with a Strat and the hollow body Sheraton. Um, just made me play completely differently. But now uh now I'm on bass. I Man, when I started, I just it was a spur of the moment picking it up with Collier. So I was borrowing a friend's uh, EB, like the SG bass short scale, which was great to come on to from guitar. I really enjoyed that. But um, there were some points that it kind of sounded a bit hollow, I thought. Um, it was great to move around on, but short scale just kind of was missing that low end a little bit. 
Um, but now I'm playing the Epiphone Jack Cassidy, which I've has just become a bit of. I mean, it's a Jack Cassidy signature, but I feel like it's become my signature a little bit. I've I've gotten used to that guitar, the big hollow body. Right. It feels. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a statement, and yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to play too much more, so I'm happy with what I got. It does the job. Hey, no, listen, no doubt. I'm glad I asked that question, man, because yes, I want to know that how you feel about playing certain things, man. And I have some friends like my. My bandmate, Matt Acevedo, MMA, the magnificent Matt Acevedo, as I call him, he has so many guitars. And he actually, a uh, guitar back there, he gifted that to me last year for my birthday. I appreciate oh, it. Man. So, you know, I was just like, I- I'm trying to learn to be great like you guys. It's difficult. My brothers, is diff- it's difficult. <laughs> but it's, once again, I'll say it again, it's given me so much more respect for what you guys actually do. I've just been a vocalist, but man. Playing a guitar is an amazing thing. And, I, of course, all, you know, bass, drums, everything. But, man, I, I just have more respect for it. So you guys up there doing that plus singing also, you know, is really amazing. Yes, indeed. So, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Nah, nah, it's all love, man. You know, it, I'm the Lord. I only speak the truth. I only speak the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, oh, talk, let's talk about your new EP, Inside to Blame. So what's, what's the meaning of the title? Um, so the EP, so aside to blame. Ah, sorry. <laughs> nah, man, it's all it adds to the ambiance, man. It's good, man. You guys I'm might get sure some. A, I'm pretty sure that bird's got a crocodile up there. <laughs> oh, it's got him. <laughs> oh, damn. Pest. Crocodile died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean, yeah, a, I mean, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said he has a crocodile. I mean, is it like a baby crocodile the bird has? No, nah, he's got a full size. He's. Nah, we're, we're having you on, man. There's no, there's no <laughs> crocodiles here. There's just a main road and a McDonald's. Hey, listen, man. Listen, I'm going to believe you, man. Listen, you could have kept it just like that. It would have been beautiful. <laughs> it, did sa- it did sound violent, didn't it? That's just the sound it makes. Makes, yeah. great, makes great content. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. Aside to blame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aside to blame. The, the album. Um, What was your question about it? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I just want you guys to tell me. Let's let's, let's talk. Let's talk about it. How how did you come up with that name for for the EP? It's um, it's taken from one from one of the lyrics of the so- of one of the songs. Okay. Um, so the second track on it is called Evelyn. Evelyn. Um, beautiful. And, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, the bridge in it. Is like, well, how does it go? I was, I was going to repeat it, and then I, I just forgot the words. <laughs> uh, never mind. So, um, I understand. Yeah, so we'd have, to, we'd have to go through the whole damn song. Right, I understand. Um, <laughs> for a chance to see you, man. I don't even know which side to blame. So it came, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it came, it came from up. that where it's, gotcha. um, it, it's, it's like, it's, it's a relationship song, gotcha. you know. Yes. Um, and you know, it's sort of about like, like. Someone who, you know, like being in a relationship with someone who has personal, you know, personal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, something like that is like, you know, you can be confused about like who's at fault for things. And sometimes, you know, right. you're both at fault or neither is at fault. And it's just like the way of the world. That's how things are going. Of course. Um, I don't know. We, we were just trying to come up with names. And I, I thought that lyric sort of fitted, um, fitted I think, fit the, um, fit the album well. It's, okay. um, it has a bit of a mistake to it, I think. I like it. No, no, love, love it. I, I was just wondering. I just wanted to know. So 
it seems you guys have gone deeper into the 60s and 70s era. It's like you could play a great set at Woodstock. And 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 how do you feel it differs from your previous releases going saying Dream Machine and, and When the Morning Shines? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it really is that different. I think mainly like I think the main thing that the main difference is sort of the production. Like I think if you listen to the to the EP, like it, ha- it has it has I think it has a more authentic rock sound, but because we added like lots of strings and keyboards and stuff into it. Right. Um, that that makes it sound, uh, it makes it sound like an extra step above the the singles that you mentioned. Right. Um, and the the EP was the first track, well, anything of ours that had been mixed by someone else. It was mixed by a guy named Sam Troy, actually from okay. the Blue Mountains. So, uh, he he knew about us, knew our music, and understood our references. Um. And he just did what he did with it, you know, as a mixing engineer does, um, which is why I think it, it does sound quite different. I think if he were to go back and mix um, the previous track, Stream Machine, Going Insane is a bit more similar to those that EP sound. But, yeah, I think there would be a bit more of a continuum if he were to mix it all. But, yeah, that was just his his take on, on those tracks. Those songs are also like... Um like the songs in the EP, most of them are songs that were written at the same time or even before, um, right. but like okay. the, those other singles. Mm-hmm. So because um, the EP songs we've actually been playing live for a long time, they're actually some of our uh, earliest li- live things. Like they've evolved over time. Right. Um, but like I wrote most of those songs that are on the EP, mm-hmm. well, all the songs that I wrote actually on the EP were written like possibly even before going insane so like when i was like 18 or something like that right and so that there were songs that i brought to brought to the band like initially mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i so I, that's why i sort of i think that the production is what is is setting it apart mostly um because yeah i definitely think like when the morning shines is is a example is is a more like is a more advanced song mm-hmm. than 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 the ones in the ep but just because the, we recorded the EP later, I think it makes it gives it an extra edge just in the terms of the sound of it. Indeed, indeed. Good. good well, I'm glad you guys, you know, uh, said what you said and explained it like that, because when I heard it, you know, and I listened to it, I listened to all the songs and I'm just like there, I'm just in them and I'm just like, OK. And then when, we, when I got to the EP, I was just like, OK, when you said you're adding all these other, you know, the strings and things like that, I can. that's why I said you guys seem to have gone deeper into exactly what it is from back then and and. I can appreciate it. You know, the, the other music sounds great also, but now you can just tell that you guys have gone to another level. And then you said you had this, uh, the engineer do things like that. Of course, that's his take. And that's his feel on it. So indeed, man, nah, nah, beautiful, man. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So what I'd like to do now is kind of talk about the songs. We kind of talked about Evelyn a little bit. We might talk about it again, but so young man's promise. So the intro is so funky and, and, and it grabs your attention immediately. So what was the inspiration for this song? Uh, I think that's the only track I've written. Um, nice. I think I tend to come up with uh, tend to come up with words. I like to I like to write words. I don't I can't write a song. So it was uh, I think it was the words that came first. Um, I think it's it's just a story, sort of about. It's kind of a note to self almost, but it's like it's speaking to someone saying like I can see. 
I can see, not through you, but I can see what's going on because I'm feeling the same way. Like you don't need to lie sort of thing. Um, awesome. It's all right there. But yeah, that, that, that intro kind of just, I think that was something that just evolved in our rehearsals as things yeah. do. Um, yeah. And we just, I think we, we like to layer in sometimes. It's a nice way to, to come in with a track, but uh, yeah, it comes, in pretty hot at the start i think that's why we decided to put it at the start like you said it gets attention yeah. feels like a big rock and roll epic with the uh big drums and guitar i, I just got I'm just getting chills you talking about it i just want to tell you guys all of the intros are amazing all of the intros i'm telling you you're just like what's about to happen here we go here we go so it's love it's the most so- important part isn't it <laughs> indeed i always say that the music gets you and the lyrics keep you that's just my take on it. You know, that's the Lord Nelson. Yeah. That's what I say, you know. So, Evelyn, once again, love the harmonies on this one. And it's and it's like you're, once again, transporting us back in time with this song, man. It's, it's, it's a, I love it. Love it. That was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, um, that was probably, that was probably the hardest, the hardest one we recorded. Because mm. um, it's longer, it's long, and it's got two sections. Um the drums are a little bit more complicated. Um, there's a bit more percussion. There's keys and everything. I think that one took the most time to record and, and probably the most time to get right in um, in the mixing process as well. But um, yeah, that song. Yeah, like I was just saying, like it's sort of about it's sort of about a relationship that yeah, like has um, where where there's personal issues involved and like. It's, it, I think it's about confusion. Like, it's about confusion in a relationship. Um, yeah, and I, I think I think some of the lyrics sort of tend to, some of the lyrics sort of insinuate sort of um, like like the mental aspect, like um, like someone who might have, like, mental illness and mm. is, um, you know, struggling in their own life and stuff. But... Um, yeah, I just thought like Evelyn. Evelyn was like a nice name, um, and it fit that sort of melody that I had um, in the chorus, like with the harmonies that you were mentioning. Mm-hmm. And that second half where it's sort of a long solo, that's like very Almond Brothers sort of inspired. Yes. Um, that sort of came like that came more of like a jam. My original demo was a lot different to what it turned out <laughs> to be. Yeah. It was a lot more like a yeah, like a mid '60s kind of thing. I yeah. think, um, originally. But, yeah, it turned out to be a lot more like uh, Almond Brothers. Well, I'm going to say something to you. So as I'm listening to the song, right, I'm hearing, and I had you know, I'd written things down, my questions and stuff for this, this specific song, Evelyn. It got to a point, and I'm glad, because I kind of took it out where I was talking about it, but I'm glad you said what you just said. Because I was just like, man, this is so Almond Brothers to me, and I love Jessica so much. That is in my rotation always. I love that song. And so when I heard that part, I was just like, holy catastrophe. (laughs) This is so amazing. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I was just like, wow, 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 (laughs) wow. I think it feels like uh, the first first part of Evelyn's got that tension. You know, like Collier said, the subject Uh matter reflects that. It's a a tense topic. But uh, the second half, uh, it feels like, well, to quote Tubby, the 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 rubber band has been stretched now. It's been released, and it's uh, yeah, 
it feels like a release. Yeah, tension and release, man. Tension and release is a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. No, amazing song, man. I enjoyed that. I've enjoyed all of them anyway. And uh, but but yes, it got me, man. I was just like, yes, indeed. So does Evelyn have a last name? No, I'm just trying to see if it's real personal or not. You know, does she have a last name? I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not really sure, actually. It's all love, man. So- no, it's, I, I, it is. It is. Yeah, it is a reflection of of like of of personal experience, but Evelyn's <laughs> Evelyn's just name. And listen, the thing is, is that I'm watching you while you're talking about it, right? And he's accessing that part of his brain, and I'm just like. <laughs> he, he's over there looking at it and he's picturing it and he's seeing it as he talked about it. and I was like who is she yeah <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just close my eyes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like who is she no that's awesome man but no great song another great song gentlemen so nobody's deal that groove is so cool and, and, and in the pocket and the vocals are on point once again man so tell me about this song yeah nobody's deal it's another long time running Collier song, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was that was an original song for us. Um, that was a song I wrote about like um, an old an old boss that I had. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you listen, if if you um, are too familiar with the lyrics, um, but yeah. You can kind of imagine, I think, the personality that I'm describing. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I, I think at the time I just wanted to, yeah, I was just right. I had that riff in my head or something like that. And I just, I just wanted to have like some sort of talkative lyrics or some or something like that. Sort right. of like, a, I don't know exactly how to, maybe like a Paul Rogers style sort okay. of. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, there was just a bird behind me. <laughs> I saw the pigeon. The pigeon's doing his thing. Yeah, it's all up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to introduce you to it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it was like, I sort of had like a Paul Rogers style vocal in uh-huh. mind for it. Obviously I didn't really like how it turned out is, you know, I'm no Paul Rogers. So like it just didn't happen like that. But um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I had. I, th- I think, I think definitely when I wrote that being like at work, like, Working was like a big part of. Well, I mean, it is always is, but like, uh-huh. like the job I had was like a, uh, you know, big part of one's life. So, right. I think it's a bit of an outlet. No, that's what we do, man. We grab from from the life that we live, and sometimes we grab from the individuals that we know that may have gone through a a certain situation or whatever like that because we are creatives and we write and we're inspired by those kind of things. So, you know, just like the pigeon that walked behind I, in my mind, when you were saying that, I was like, that's, that's Paul Rogers, the pigeon. And so he was just making it a, <laughs> an appearance because you were talking about him. He was just like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. So it's all love. <laughs> hey man, listen. Blake's gone. He's out of the count. He's, like, he's gone. Oh. Hey man, listen, I like to have a good time. So it's all beautiful, man. It's all beautiful. So, Ain't Gonna Die Today, another infectious yeah. groove. And I love the way the vocals ride that rhythm, man. It's another great one. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you, man. Um, yeah, that was like, it's, um, I think it's a bit of a, actually, what what, what do you think it's about? Do you, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what, what you know, I other think people ain't gonna think. Die. Listen, in the lyrics, of you, you're saying it's, there was one thing that you said. Is this the song where you say, "Looking I, when I look through your eyes, 
or is that in the other song? I don't want to get a nah, that's young man's promise. That's young yeah, man's yeah. Okay, so but no, nah, ain't gonna die today. You said something. I'm leaving here with my with my brains. Yeah, yeah. Listen, when you said, I mean, that got me. I'm just like, wow. Well, it's like I'm not taking no shit. I'm 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 a man. I'm I'm here. This is who I am. I'm not putting up with no bullshit. I'm gonna handle my business. So that's where I was. I'm telling you once again. I'm, I'm listening, and I was just like, okay. I'm a lyricist, so I listen to the lyrics. So I was just like, okay, that's something else right there. But that that one that one when you said that I'm I'm leaving here with my you know with my brains. Listen, man, that's I was like, yo, that's that's crazy. I'm so visual, and so I was like, okay, that's some serious shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure. Like, it's, uh, that's so interesting that you have this sort of perspective on uh-huh. it because, yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if that. Like, maybe that is. Maybe that is it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think the song is sort of like it's. It's a bit of a. It's like a war inspired song. So, like, it has. It has. It has. Um, I think it has connotations to sort of um, being like, um, uh, how how'd you say it? Like discharged or like being able to leave. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, being discharged or like, what do you, like, you know, the draft, what do they call it? Oh, um, what is the word? <laughs> Con- not conscription. conscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, it has like, yeah, connotations to like being being conscripted to to war. Okay. I think. And I think. Um. Yeah, like the silence and the rain at the end and sort of at the beginning. I think. I think. I think it sort of symbolizes some kind of. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's like about death and. Um. That. Yeah, sort of un- unfairness, I think, of conflict, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I like it could also be about like a confidence thing, like kind of how you were implying, like, um, you know, about about like you know, manhood. Maybe that's like also something, it's a similar sort of thing. Conscription of manhood is like, no, I like that actually. <laughs> the, 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 the musical side of it has always been like. It's it's often been one of our favorites to perform, and you can see how easily it can turn into like quite an extended jam, and you know right. we can take it different places. Um, and I just wanted to talk about like Collier's solo in that when we were recording that was um was absolute madness. You know the the guitar comes in with this massive feedback. Um, that was Collier's like it was a hundred watt super lead. Yeah, nineteen seventy one JMP just turned to the absolute max, overdriven on the input. Um, just sitting six foot away from it and just letting it like that amp sounded like a, a uh, combustion engine redlining. <laughs> it was like that amp was being absolutely pushed. I have some footage maybe we'll try to share with you of when we sure. recorded that. Yeah, and, like just sitting there holding this note and you could feel it, man. It was like beyond, it wasn't just, it, it shook your insides. It was, it was a, I just, yeah, yeah. that always stick me. It was a pretty incredible moment just recording that. I don't know how the microphones held up, man. I don't know how we didn't play <laughs> yeah. the diaphragms out of them. Yeah, I would not recommend, actually. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit of an experience. You know how beautiful it is that, like, for you to speak about it, speak about your band member like that, man, and, and feeling that vibe and, and seeing the greatness that he put on there and understanding it and recognizing it. And that's that's just love, man, and giving each other that space to do what you do. That's a beautiful thing, man. And I always 
say that that that's that's what we need. You know, it's not like I'm trying to control you. You're trying to control me. I see your greatness. I hear your greatness. So play that damn guitar, man. Play, do what you do, man. That's that's love. I love that. Yeah, I man. We're working. I think we've found we've got a bit of a. We work. We work all right together in the studio. Like I said, we do it all ourselves. So we've. Um, I think that's why we can do it because I think there's a, there's a mutual respect there, and I think we understand the way each other works. And I think decision making has always been. It's been pretty streamlined. I think we've been pretty good in the studio. We've never come to any real conflict. We've just got oh, really got yeah, the job no, done. Yeah, yeah, I think if it gets the conflict. I was just like, Someone's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like cl- clearly whatever we're worrying about doesn't have a defined solution. So we just go with whoever's most confident. Got you. No, no, <laughs> no, that's good, man. Cause you know, bands break up all the time. I've just been like, man, it's amazing how many, you know, different players come in and out and in and out. So man, listen, I, I understand it, but it's good that you guys have a great working relationship like that, man. And you know, it's a, it's a kinship also. It's just not, you know, friends, it's like your family. Not like your family, you are a family. So, you know, that's a beautiful thing, man, it really is. So, One-Eyed Man, incredible song, incredible vocals, incredible musicianship, and I, I wanted to say also that you guys, uh, the, the, the the solos, man, all of them are magnificent, man. I'm telling you, man, I just, I'm like, yo. I was like, you know, it just reminds me of my man, Matt Acevedo. I always got to big him up, I love him so much. But yeah, man. Great solos, man. Just great musicianship. You guys are handling business. And so with this song, When I Man, how'd you hook up with Molly Expressions, Malia, for this one? And I have to say, because you know I was on her page, too, and I was looking at her. She really looks like Jim Morrison. She looks like him, like she could be his kid or something, you know? And, <laughs> and the way she dresses solidifies that resemblance. And I know she knows what she's doing, man. And I'm like, I'm just looking at her like, first of all, She's she's really a cute young lady, but I don't know if I want to be like because I'm looking at Jim Morrison also. I don't I don't know if that makes me feel because <laughs> she really oh, wow. she really looks like but she's a beautiful young lady. Let me just say that. Hey, whichever whichever way it is, it's uh yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Good is but good, she, man. Yeah, good is good. So tell me about this. Tell me about this song. Um. She sort of she sort of entered our minds um, earlier this year. Um, her, I'll, I'll explain a, a little a little backstory about about the Sydney music scene. I think I'll have okay. to go through that. It's it's a you know we've got a small scene, uh-huh. like it's not. It's, there's like a handful of bands that okay. um, like that are uh, that are getting to a level, um, and. One of those bands is is a band called Liquid Zoo, and they're sort of like probably the most similar to us in the Sydney music scene, but they're they're different in that they're more um they're more like the sort of mid sixties kind of mod um like uh, like mid sixties sort of Rolling Stones, um, Beatles, um, yeah they like they like stuff like the Stooges, yeah the Stooges, okay, um, yeah. they also like and stuff like sort of more punk um, okay. mm-hmm. and, and things like that um, but they're really like they're cool looking dudes as well like they're they're like yeah yeah they, they cut sick they, they dress good and, they're, um, um, they're from way out in the country man they're from like five six hours out they are yeah they made it they made the math they made a big exodus to to get to sydney yeah yeah they're um they're, they're cool dudes but um so the leads the leads vocalist 
Um, his name's Vanda, and um, Malia is 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 his partner. Mm-hmm. And so we saw them live, um, and we really dug him. We were sort of we were like we were really into them and stuff. And so we sort of just sort of became friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't realize that there was another band like like sort of doing that kind of vibe. Like we didn't uh, we we like heard of them, but we didn't think that that that's what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we we sort of made friends with them and stuff. And um, yeah, just through that, we sort of um, you know like we. I don't really exactly remember how how I, it came about. I I first met her. I was um. Well, we'll start with the plugs. We'll get off track a little bit. I was um, playing with a band called Big Wheels, um, another Sydney band that's doing quite well. They're a bit more of a softer rock sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, softer, sort of they, they like their Brit, somewhere like the Lawson, the uh, guitarist loves his Brit pop and um, he's, he's uh, the other vocalist, Cass. They're kind of like Fleetwood Mac. They get into sometimes. They okay. do a bit of country. They're around there. But I was playing with them for a bit and um, – they knew Malia, so that was sort of my first in- introduction to her. Um, she was working at the ice creamery, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In to see her. Yeah, she was making ice cream, hey. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, so we just sort of got to know her. We found out that she could sing pretty well. Right. Um, and, of course, you know, she she looks apart and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Like their, their whole uh, their whole friendship group is, is super into that sort of music. Right. Um, like the 60s music and stuff. And so... Yeah, we sort of just um, it started with when the morning shines because I wanted I wanted a female um, vocal in the chorus because I didn't think I was hitting the high note very well. Okay, um, and I, I felt like a female vocal would sort of boost it like that extra strength in that high note. Um, and so um, I asked her to come and like come and help out, and so she helped out with that. Um, and we just sort of been working with her a little bit and. Um, yeah, so we sort of worked out a few songs, and one song that was uh, I thought really suited her voice was "One Eyed Man." That was kind of a song that we we'd been seeing like we alternated lead vocals on it, um, like live. That's what we've been doing for for years, line, line by line. We'd sort of sing through. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like yeah, yeah verse by verse. So he sang yeah. the first verse, I'd sing the second verse. But like, right. I don't know. I just like neither of us could cut it, man. Like, like we're like we're okay, but like. Uh, I don't know. I felt like that song particularly just needed like a bit more, just someone who was confident in that register, gotcha. confident with those sort of intervals, like that sort of bluesy kind of um, thing. And yeah, like like that register. Um, Malia seemed to fit that. And so I got her to come and sing sing on that. And I, I think it turned out pretty well. Um, and then it, it, it was kind of from there that we started working together more i think yeah we um we did we played a handful of shows um just after we released the ep just before we went overseas so um that was sort of the first time malia probably joined us for i think it's three shows maybe um just a few shows along the coast um and they all went quite well but it felt pretty good yeah she seems like she fits right in there just once again with her style of dress she's got it and once again, looking like Jim Morrison, and she really, really, really does. I just, I'm telling you, I was just like, kind of like, that's crazy. Before I even saw any of the other things, I, you know, I saw her on IG, you know, and I was just like, man, who does she look like? And I was just like, she looks like Jim Morrison for real. That's wild to me. And then started going through things, and I was just like, okay, that's love, man. And then seeing her with you guys, okay, it just fits. 
You know what I'm saying? It just, it just fits, man. It's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, she's super, super dope, man. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah. wh- what are your plans as far as touring more? Touring, man. Well, I mean, we just got back from uh, from Europe. We went over there September. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how long was that? That's kind of closed up. What was that? Sorry. Yeah. How long? How long were you in Europe? Uh, we were playing for cl- close to four weeks, and then we did some okay. holidaying. Oh man! So so how was yeah, it? it was, how, uh, how, how was it? How was it? How did you enjoy it? I, how was it? It was it was really good, man. For the most part, three weeks we're at a um, campground in Munich, uh, like an Oktoberfest sort of side festival mm-hmm. thing just outside Munich. Um, so a lot of it was based there. Um, played seven shows over three weeks, mostly on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That was quite good. It was nice to be in Munich, man. We uh, we played to some people. We got out, got to go see what was going on. Right. And then we uh, headed over to the UK. We played Leeds in London. Yeah. <laughs> They, they went pretty well. It was just—it was incredible to see London coming from Sydney. You know, like Collier said, it's a pretty tight knit scene. Like mm-hmm. you sort of know everyone. It's it, it, it's 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 a reasonable size, but but getting over there and just seeing the, the scale of of what's really going on over there was was quite incredible. What what's so what's and, so, uh, what's I'm sorry. What's so wild about it is that so when I'm thinking about Australia, I'm thinking about the size of it. It's just massive. And then I'm thinking about Sydney. Sydney's a big city, if I'm not mistaken. So when you're saying the things, you know, it's a tight knit. I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of like it will be London, it will be New York, it will be California and LA. Like you guys just have that many musicians out there, you know, doing your thing. That's that's just me from the outside looking in. And so listening yeah. to you talk about it, it's kind of like, wow, man. I don't know. I was just expecting more. This is just my expectations of it. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, I think like that. Yeah. The- the difference between Sydney and other other cities is like, you know, Sydney is like a, it is a massive city. Like you're right, it's huge, but it's not like London or like um, New York or like really any of the American cities. I don't think, um, like where it's like, like the actual the the nightlife and the infrastructure sort of spreads out. Like it's not like that at all. Okay. Like in in Sydney, like you know, you've got like the center with like the high rise buildings and stuff. Right. That's like one area and then everywhere else is like urban sprawl like it's um it's 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 all it's all very it's all very suburban basically we're like, we're like 10 10 15 minute drive from the cbd of the city and i mean we're in a we're in a big park right now a few acres like everything around us is like apartment like you know yeah like, housing and there's you know like we're, we we've got to travel a bit of a way like not a not a massive way, but we've got to travel a bit of a way for like a decent music venue and where like we're close. Man. So there, there's like a little um, there's sort of a suburb that's that's close to the city centre um, called Newtown and its surrounding suburbs. That's where that's where live music is in in okay. Sydney, pretty much um, like band music. That's where it is, and it's pretty much only like one or two streets. Yeah. Um, so like it's very hip, like it's very happy. You know, there's like, you know, young people there, sort of like dressing cool and stuff, and like right. going to restaurants and yeah. and live music and and whatnot. But, you know, man, like when we went to London, like, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you've been to London, uh, but like, oh, well, then you'd know, like, it's just it's massive, man. Like, right. like the the like the scene, like there's just stuff happening, right? right. Just like 
<laughs> as, as as far as you go like and yeah so to like to us that's that's really that's really far out wow. so um yeah it's just, it's just like we don't like the, the the culture the infrastructure isn't really there like we haven't we don't have like a strong music culture over like 50 years or 100 years or something whereas like cities like london new york like right. and they do i think like what collier touched on earlier like a, a big part of the attraction of australia and sydney is it's like the natural side of it you know people come like there's a big beach culture and like right. you know people go to the blue mountains there's not the the art the arts culture is isn't as important to the city as things just like gotcha. yeah I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, I feel you. You know, because we we here even I because I live in South Carolina. So when you're saying what you're saying, we're kind of the same way. There's certain places that I have to travel to, you know, to get down to the city. You know, uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, because I live in the capital, uh, and I'm right outside the capital, suburban area. You know, doing my thing. And then of course, if I want to go to venues, more of the venues are down in the city. Now there are some where I live. There's a couple of them, you know, where a lot of cover bands play and stuff, you know, of course, at restaurants and all kinds of things like that. So I'm feeling you there. I really, really understand it. So when I go to yeah. a place, when I go to a place like Atlanta or um, New York or you out West Coast or whatever, like that, the bigger cities, you see those kind of things like, boom, they're right there and all of that music. And, and it's just it's just cool. But, yeah, you know, more people, though. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Indeed. I think uh, for the CBD as well, there's like there's this. I think there's a clubbing scene in Sydney. I think there's a lot of clubs. There's a lot of DJs. People like to go do that sort of thing. Right. But mm-hmm. if you couldn't tell, that's not that's not where you'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be at the rave, man. You're not going to uh, have that, the X bills going on and, and, and the, the glow <laughs> sticks and things like that. I love that music too. I've even done so. I do some of that music. So anyway, no, nah, but I know I get you. I get you. It's all no. Yeah. It's all love. It really is, man. So, <laughs> what makes Large Mirage a must see and listen? Oh, we should be given a confident answer, Blake. Yeah. Well, I mean. Damn, you just, you're like you've summed it up the the whole time, and I think it's just everything we've spoken about. Like it's, I mean, who wouldn't want to see like him on guitar? Anyone that can appreciate <laughs> someone that can play guitar, like, is yeah. missing out if they don't see Collier play. I think we've got an energy, we've got an image, we've got you know choreographed parts of the show. Like I said, right. we're putting the show together more so that it's something to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to come and watch. Um, I don't think I've heard anyone say anything bad about our shows. So uh yeah, yeah, people like our shows. So right, right, so right. maybe anyone who's listening would like our shows too, I think. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> Indeed. Awesome, awesome, no doubt. But I like it. No, I always want I ask that question because I want you to talk that talk. I like to know that you're confident about what you do and, and what you're creating, and uh, you know, people should respect it. And you know, that's just where I am. You know, I, I believe that we make music of what we like and love. And we put it out there and we want the public to like it. We want the we want we want to all make a billion dollars. We want the public to like it. But it all starts off with us and and how we're feeling about what we're doing. So um, you guys continue to do what you're doing. All right. So we're getting close to the end. And I just really thank you guys so much. But got a couple more questions. So what was the last song you guys listened to? Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> when did listen to a song? And Oh, what was the last song? When did I listen to a song? 
I, I think the last song, no, the last song I listened to was um, Fred by the James Gang off the first album. Fred. Yeah. Fred yeah. by the James Gang. Okay. James Gang. I think the last song I listened to, um, oh, I was listening to music yesterday at some point. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Motown lately. Um, it could, it, I think it's either, I think it's one of two things. It's either a song off Tapestry uh-huh. um, by Carol King. I, okay. I was listening to a couple of songs off that. Or it would be something like The Supremes. Okay. Like, I think I, I, I've been listening to um, Stop in the Name of Love. Ah. I listened to that song a bunch. Like, oh, my God, man, that song is incredible. <laughs> is I don't know if like, is that really. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm listening. Like, I've been listening to a lot of Motown. But, like, that is just like, man, there is something about that song. Hey, Some of those songs are just amazing songs and great production. Yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, Carol King or Alexis <laughs> Reyes. Carol, yeah. Carol King's love also, man. I mean, listen, I like to ask that question to all my guests because you never know what we're listening to. Like, I love all kinds of music, and I, I always feel like most musicians love music. And once again, going back to what we said earlier, if it's hot, it's hot. It's just what it is. And so, you know, music is a time machine. Music can take you to so many places. Music can make you be the most emotional person and, and the happiest and the saddest and all those kind of things. So I just think that it's one of the most incredible things in the world, man. Music is 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 that for me. So, man, yeah. So I always like to ask that question and I always get different answers. And people are always like, what did I listen to? What was I listening to? So I always like to ask that question. So listen, once again, guys, I really, really appreciate you. Oh, no, no, no. Before we do that, we got to talk about the video. The video, the video, the video. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't please. I, yeah, let's not forget the video. I wanted to end with that. What's the video? Talk to me about the video. The video. So um, we released a video for our last single, which is called When the Morning Shines. Today came out a couple of hours ago. No, that's right. Came out a couple of hours ago. Um, it's got a premiere on a local magazine called Happy Mac. Awesome. Um, so uh, we can look that up for a really lovely editorial. Um, about about the video, um, we created that. Um, Did it, was it just was just before we left? So that was September. Yeah. We filmed that. It was uh, August. Was, oh, August. Yeah. I think I think August. Yeah, yeah. I think August we filmed that. Sort of like, yeah. That was a bit of a. It was it was a massive mission. We got we enlisted the help of. Uh, we, we scraped we scraped some money off the bottom of our piggy bank um, <laughs> to pay. Uh, uh, a really cool independent filmmaker um, yeah. from nearby called Claudia Presepino. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like she's a, like a young filmmaker um, who's really into like sixties, like sixties and seventies films and stuff. Right. Um, we thought that really fit the vibe, obviously. So we, um, so I got in touch with her to to film the clip for us. We filmed it on um, our friend's property where we actually recorded. A lot of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns a he runs a studio called Deadwater Studios. It's actually around the area where Blake grew up with, like, was Angeli, like at, at the bottom of the mountain. So it's about like it's a bit over an hour away from here. Okay, um, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. Um, we um, it's an old uh, it's like an old sharing shed barn type thing that uh, he's he's built a studio inside of. He's got like 
Doesn't properly got the control room in his live room and those sorts of things. Some uh, isolation booths. So yeah. we've done a, a fair bit of our recording there. Actually, we recorded, we recorded the whole EP there. I'm just I'm just remembering yeah. that in one weekend we did that right. there. So awesome. Um, yeah. So and he's got he's got a big property there, and so we set up this this uh, structure, this sort of monolithic sort big of stone. Um, which oh uh, yeah, I think I think looked really epic. That was that was sort of Blake's idea. Um, yeah, so we went there a couple of times. A lot of hard work, man. A lot of a lot of sweat and a lot of lifting. And uh, yeah, you can see what's going on. But I think the the system captured in in the video. I think from the ground to the top of the stone was about uh, eight meters tall. What's that? A bit of twenty something foot. Like it's yeah. Oh, maybe like ten yards. The, yeah. yeah, see, you hit, me with, the, you hit me with the metric hard. system. I was just like going back to school. Like, man, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say like, well, there's like about three foot to a meter, so it's like close to thirty foot, I think. From oh, the really? To the, yeah, that's high. That's, that's high. Yeah, yeah it's, it was a real big structure, man. It was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Some of those things actually broke as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we held them up with like string and stuff. It was a bit right. precarious, but you know, we're yeah, we got away with it, and um, I think it was cool. Right. It's sort of set like he's got he's got some property out um out there. It's pretty it's it's pretty textbook Australian um you know landscape. If if you get to see kind of the trees and the surrounds around it, it's like. Yeah, it's it's Australian bush. It's set up in the bush. You had some space out there, and we are uh, we got to filming that. I think I'm pretty pretty happy with how it turned out. It's a lot of awesome. work, and I think it's it's as grand as we we'd hoped it would be. Nice love, man. It looks good, man. It's great sound. You guys, once again, doing what you do, and you know, of course, I got to put some clips on here of all like that. Listen, I just enjoyed this conversation, young man, and it's just been good for me. And, um, you know, I, I hope you guys have been comfortable. That's what I always like to say. It's more of a conversation and less of an interview. You know, I just want to have a conversation like, you know, we're dudes here. So just like it's just brothers here. So um, I appreciate you, man. And um, it's just been great for me, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't smoke weed or smoke cigarettes. But, hey, I feel like I need one right now. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's well, good. How are you going to be calling yourself the big smoke? I'm the if big you're smoke, baby. Yo, it's the big <laughs> smoke. You know, <laughs> see, we're laughing about it, but that's the kind of person I am. I like that. Like, hey, I'm, I'm the big smoke, babe. Understand that. <laughs> you know, I have to tell my wife. I mean, she's probably not going to do it, but I'm going to tell her. New name is the big smoke. Yeah, no, she's, well, you see she's going to look at you like, what are you talking about? She said, what's up? <laughs> what's up, BS? But she might be saying bullshit instead of big smoke. But it's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, if you don't mind, give my watchers and listeners your, you know, where they can get, get in touch with you, see you. Of course, I'll put it on the stuff also. But, but give them that information if you don't mind. Um, well, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Large Mirage, or Facebook, or, or YouTube, or TikTok. Um, Large Mirage is the handle for all of them because um, nobody else has used the Large Mirage handle for anything. Right. <laughs> um, you can get in touch with us. Our email addresses are, on, is, are like on the on the profiles and stuff like that. So if you want to get in touch with us um, with any any offers or any just uh, messages of appreciation, you can do so through there. And uh... I think, I think big smoke. I think maybe we'll uh, we're hoping to get over the states sometime, yeah. sometime soon. I think we've got a, we've got some appreciation over there. We've got some followers. We can uh, 
you can see all these things. You can see these metrics online and, and, um, and it looks like there's some people that think what we're doing. So we're hoping maybe the States might be the next venture. Oh, that'll be awesome, man. And, and, and preferably you're close enough to me where I can get to you. You know, I don't mind traveling a few hours if I have to. So, you know, preferably we can we can make that happen. But I, I would really, you know, love to see your show, you know, live. And uh, so, you know, just like I said, you guys are dope and amazing and doing your thing, man. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So last thing, if you guys have anything else you want to say, the floor is yours. Speak it, say it. I don't care what it is, man. You know, if you got anything else to say, we'll, we'll, we'll end it with that. I feel like if we were American, we'd have the confidence to come up with something right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. We, I don't think we have too much. I think we've covered it all, man. We appreciate no, no. you having us on again. It's nice. It's nice of you to get us get us out there. Right. Everyone, you know, if you're listening, you obviously you appreciate uh, the Lord himself. You appreciate anything that he appreciates, and that's probably us. Yeah, yes, man. indeed. Hey, man, definitely, man. I love, love, love what you guys are doing, man. Amazing. It really is. Really is. So, well, we'll end it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord. Nelson, that is. Yes, indeed. From the show, live and live with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Rose Entertainment. And these two amazing individuals, these two amazing individuals, one more time, these two amazing individuals from the amazing, incredible, just, ah, oh, this band is amazing, man. Lord Mirage. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, man. I really appreciate it. Man. Thank you, man.
Ha 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 